0: You can be seated. I thought we had a short reprise there. I I didn't ask which song was last and thought maybe I just jumped up a little too quickly. (laughs) Can you believe that it's December already? Does anyone have all their Christmas shopping done? Anybody? All the guys raise their hands because we don't do Christmas shopping, right? Yeah. I've got some of mine done. Cynthia has like most of hers done, she tells me, uh, as she wraps the presents every night. I don't know about you, but, but as I think back to Christmas, I, I have some really, really fun, really neat um, Christmas memories. And, and I just wondered this morning, that does anybody else have those? That does anybody have a, a really, uh, just a neat Christmas memory that you'd like to share? All right, you're gonna have to take turns. Um. <laughs> um when my mom and my uncle were kids, uh, my grandmother and grandfather decorated the tree with chocolate sandwich and swore they would kill the kids if they touched the sand. So they didn't, they put their hands behind her back and ate them until they came in the next morning, all oh, they had little <laughs> <about> <clears throat> was little <laughs> <laughs> sandwiched Wow.
1: Chocolate Santas.
0: Unwrapped? Unwrapped. Yeah, otherwise, <laughs> saying Somebody else. No way. <laughs> if you didn't know this, guys aren't the most observant people around. Somebody else, a, a fun Christmas memory. wow did you have one (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we put anything in any of my stretchy socks, my kids would not eat it. <laughs> yeah. well, it's funny that uh, both of you mentioned uh, the the fruit. That, that's one of my, my earliest memories, and I never got it. And I just didn't ask, you know, first of all, most of the time, when you asked my dad why something, he'd say, "Because I said so." You know, I just so you just didn't ask him. And 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 we would get up, and and only on, it was wasn't there any of the rest of the time. But on Christmas morning, in addition to the the presents and the stuff, there would be fruit and Brazil nuts. My dad called them something different, um, but Brazil nuts. Uh, and and we didn't eat those either. Uh, I can crack pecans if you get one, but man, those little boogers are they're they're hard to get and. And so that was just weird, you know, we were like, because we got fruit all the time. My dad worked in a grocery store and later bought one. But, but so that must have been something from, from his childhood, the, the fruit uh, and, and the nuts, unless he was just trying to tell us something. I don't know. Um, but one of the ones that I've shared many, many times with you, the, the, and, and I, I, I'm going to get one and set it up on stage one year, um, but not this year, um, and, and that's the, the silver tinsel Christmas tree. With the hypnotic color wheel, and, and a sound was part of the, the hypnosis that went along with it. I, I really I wish I had had one when my kids were little. You know how much quiet time that gives parents? that they, they just sit there and it turns like red and then blue, and then uh, the iron wheel must have been old because it would groan at some point, you know, and, and just that sound, that little motor going in hours. Our, of course, at the same time, we were dreaming about the Christmas presents we were going to get. Well, my wife is is so cool that she brought this in the other day. She said, hey, look what I found. Uh-huh. Whoa. got so excited. I blew you out there. You see that right there? If anybody happens to have a little teeny tiny color wheel at home, I would appreciate it. Yeah. did anybody have those anybody did y'all have those growing up yeah you could you could put those little icicles on there but you'd never find them afterwards so that's one of my fondest it's hypnotic even now one of my fondest christmas memories You know, it's funny when we think of Christmas, a lot of times we we think of baby Jesus. And and we tell our kids that and we've told them that since they were little. In fact, one of our Christmas Eve traditions is we, I don't know why it's a pistachio cake, but we have a pistachio birthday cake and celebrate the birth uh, of Jesus. Just kind of one of those things that we do. But but as we as we begin, we're going to be looking at uh, John chapter one verses one through fourteen over the next several weeks leading up to Christmas. And and as we begin to unpack this passage in the next few weeks, I, I want to challenge you to think beyond that night in Bethlehem as we as we prepare to celebrate Christmas. But don't worry on Christmas Eve, we'll we'll sit with the kids and we'll focus on that night. Uh, in bethlehem and just the the wonder that comes along with with all of that but but in the meantime let, let let's take a step back as we prepare to celebrate the birth of christ read with me if you would you don't have to read out loud but you can follow along john chapter 1 beginning with verse 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was in the beginning with god All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was the true light which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory. Glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Well, there's a lot here. So over the next few weeks, we'll begin to unpack this. Today, I just want us to to focus on verses 1 and 2. Amazing. I I love this passage, and, and we'll come back here on Christmas Eve. But one of the things that blows me away is, as you begin to read this, imagine John's readers, as they begin to read this letter, this gospel, about the life and ministry of Jesus Christ, when John began by saying, in the beginning, they all went to Genesis 1-1. They all knew what came next. In fact, if I just said in a random crowd of believers, in the beginning, the next word would be God. Always. That's just where we go. And so John's readers would have been no different. As they, as they began to read the, this story, this, this life and ministry, this good news gospel of Jesus Christ, they would, have, they would have gone right along with that. I don't know if you do this. I try to anticipate what happens in books. Do you, do you guys figure that out? I used to freak my, my daughter out. Um, Because we'd be watching a movie and I would sometimes say word for word what they were going to say next. Movies that I haven't seen before. Used to blow her mind, now it just irritates her. (laughs) But she still watches movies with me. No doubt, John's readers were going along in the beginning and their minds said God, but what what was read was the word. That would have stopped them. In the beginning was the Word. No, no. In the beginning, God. And John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And, and I love the Gospel of John. John was a young guy. He was probably the youngest of the disciples, the 12. But 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 I, I like the way he writes. He writes for people who are a little bit slow, I think. Because he, he repeats some things in here. And John wants to make sure that we get this. So, so let me—if you've got your notes with you. In fact, I didn't check to make sure it was there, but we should be in the 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 Bible app, the U Version Bible app. But but look at your notes. Jesus was in the beginning. I, I didn't hear anybody gasp. <laughs> Whoa! Jesus was in the beginning, and, and that's what John is saying right here. He says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then for those of us who need like a little extra, John says, in case you didn't get that, he was in the beginning with God. Jesus was in the beginning with God. That's something that that we kind of blow over, I think, too many times. It's something that we don't think about a whole lot. Because we tend to focus on baby Jesus. I'm not talking delegate help. I can't even say the word. I didn't see the movie. Let, what is it? You can't say it anymore either. I just messed you up. Paladaga Nights. Is that it? With Billy Bobby or whatever his name was. Philip Johnny, Jim Billy, Joe Bob Jr. That's my new name for him. He was in the beginning with God. When we think of Jesus, we think that of the baby in the manger. Jesus was in the beginning with God. What's John saying here? What what, what is he trying to get across to us? The the title of this series is God the Son. We don't think about that a whole lot. We think of Jesus, and, and, and I know early on as a new believer, 15 years old, I was already smarter than everybody else around, and I already knew everything. Then I grew up and found out how much I didn't know. But I didn't think about that when we talked about Jesus as God. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in some metaphorical sense. You know, or you know, somewhere out there. You know, what John is reminding us is this is God, the Son. Jesus is God the Son, and Jesus was with God in the beginning. The word here for in the beginning, really, if you want to do it Yoda style. In the beginning, Jesus was. In the beginning, God is the way Genesis starts out. But in the beginning, Jesus. The, the word that's that's used here really totally ignores like where he came from. The, 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 if you want to get real technical, A.T. Robertson, you know, that's some good light reading for you. Word pictures in the New Testament. Used to pay like a thousand dollars nearly for the set. Now it's like free online. I don't care about that, do you? I do because I paid for it way back. That the word that's used here for was it is a tense that assumes continued existence. Jesus just was. He just was. He had no beginning. He just was. Just like Genesis, in the beginning, God already was. In the beginning, Jesus already was. He was there. No beginning, no end. Simply existence. The fun thing is, when you you think about that, that Jesus is God the Son. He always was. There was never a time when God the Son wasn't there. It didn't just happen along. It didn't start in the manger. The second thing that that this leads to, and and that we just need to nail down and make sure that we understand as we prepare to celebrate the birth of Christ, is Jesus was not created, you understand that, right? He's God, the Son. He's not a created being, and I, I know we'll we'll tackle it as we get a little bit further. The only begotten of the Father is what it says. It almost makes it sound like he was, he he, he was born as it gets apart from there. But but Jesus was not created. This concept gets a little bit difficult for us because. We don't have, uh, we don't have a time when we were not. Does that make sense to you? No. Let me put it this way: We have never existed apart from our flesh. You ever thought about that? No. Let's get a little bit deeper. Here we go. But put your thinking. If you need some coffee, run out and get some real quick. It's just right up there in the coffee area. We kind of think, if we're not careful, we kind of think that we were little spirit things floating around. And at one point, whenever we were in our mother's womb, that God grabbed our little spirit thing and he put it in the mother, our mother's womb. Not so with us. Y- you see, with us, we were formed in our mother's womb. Now, that has huge implications in this world that we live in, but we were formed. God There was a time when you were not. Then in your mother's womb, God created you. I'm not talking about the the body you thing. We know this thing doesn't last. so I expected at least one amen. Um, I'm at the place now where I have to get up and move around a little. It's like my joints need to be oiled or something before they start working right. You, your spirit, your essence, your soul, God created you in your mother's womb. You see, that's not the way it is with Jesus. When Jesus, that that night when, when it says he became flesh, that's not when he came into existence, he wasn't created. Jesus was with God in the beginning, in eternity past. He's always been in the beginning Jesus. And so when Jesus became flesh, he was simply moving out of eternity into time. Now, a whole big thing, we'll come back here on, on Christmas Eve, but just to give you a little bit of a, a taste, that the way that that's phrased, that he became flesh, he didn't put on a skin suit, he became flesh. Us, fully God and yet fully man. But He wasn't created. He existed eternally prior to that. We've never existed apart from our flesh. Jesus has always existed. He's always been. And then finally, I know you guys love that one. pastors say that it means we only have four more points left. Finally, Jesus has always been active with God. What do I mean by that? Well, let me tell you. We think, somehow, if we're not careful, we we think, we know, yeah, 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 there's God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, the Trinity, three in one. We don't understand it, but we know that that's true. We can't comprehend it fully. And, And we think that if we're not careful... We can fall into thinking that that Jesus the Son, God the Son, just kind of bided his time from eternity past up until that night in Bethlehem. And then, wow, okay, Jesus is like, all right, my turn. Not so. Jesus has always been active with God. I, I can see the wheels turning for some of you. What do you mean? What I mean is before the New Testament God the Son was active and involved in human history. There's a word for this, and it's fun. Try it this week. Here's your word for the week. Ready? It's the pre incarnate Christ. I just blew some of your minds, maybe. Some of you are like, what? God the Son has always been on the scene. You don't believe me? Let me give you a little taste of the next week. Verse 3. All things were made through him. God the Son was active in creation. Still don't believe me? Go through the Old Testament. We know that whenever an angel comes, everybody, uh, angels weren't those cute little chubby faced things like Cupid. <laughs> um, apparently, they were pretty fearsome. and Whenever an angel was on the scene, people would fall down to worship, and an angel always would say, get up, get up, get up, don't worship me. A- and yet, we, you'll find instances in Scripture where it says, the angel of the Lord, and they worshiped, and he let them. One of my favorite stories in the Bible, mainly because the names are fun to say, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or if you want the VeggieTale version, Shadrach and Benny. Remember that? They're in the furnace. They're not alone.
1: I believe that that was God the Son
0: with them. And that's not the only one. We won't get into all. But if you want another one, Moses in the burning bush. Read that one a little closer. The angel of the Lord was in the bush, and God spoke from the bush and said, Moses, take off your shoes, because the place you're standing is holy ground. You see, when, when, we, when we come to Christmas, we, we tend to think of the little baby in the manger, but we need to take a step back, and we need to see that God the Son has always been And he didn't sit around biding his time throughout human history until that moment in Bethlehem. God the Son has always been active. Next week we're going to look at God the Son as creator.
1: That will totally mess up your lunch, I know, for some of
0: you. So what does it have to do with us? Why does that matter? For us. Because as we prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus. We really need to know. Who we're celebrating. We need to know that in the beginning. Jesus. He is God. The son. And, and we do, just like everyone, that, that night we'll gather here and, and we'll marvel at this little baby in a manger. But part of that marvel is that this is God who stepped out of eternity into time, who became flesh for us. So that through him, we could be the righteousness of God. Let's pray. Father, you amaze us. Who could have ever thought that your son who's existed with you from eternity past, who is God, creator. would choose willingly to step into this world for us. When we celebrate Christmas, we think of the manger, the cradle. And yet, God, the biggest mystery of that is actually the cross. That God, the Son, would choose to come... And having known no sin would become our sin. So that we could become your righteousness in him. Father, prepare our hearts to celebrate the birth of your son. Give us a a bigger understanding of who Jesus is. So that we can kneel before him the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Son of God. For it's in his name, in Jesus' name, that we pray. Amen.